Welcome. My name is Seppi Rhymes with Peppy, and you're listening to the She Hit Refresh podcast, a podcast for women age 30 and up who want to break free from routine and start a life of travel, specifically women who want to move abroad or travel the world long term. And if you're new to the podcast, you'll hear that I sit down with women who have made their refreshed dreams come true and discuss how and why they moved abroad and left the unconventional life to make their travel dreams come true. I myself moved from Texas to Spain in 2015 at the age of 35, and I have not looked back. I'm now 41 and still living the good life in Spain, and I help women just like you make a life abroad a reality. So listen in and learn how you too can hit refresh. So for the new listeners to this podcast, She Hit Refresh is actually an extension of our Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash she hit refresh. We have over 8,000 members worldwide there. So come join us and get even more information and inspiration on how to hit refresh. So in today's episode, I talked to Jacinda Fuller. I just love Jacinda. Jacinda was born and raised in Oklahoma, home of Tornado Alley. She's an educator and virtual assistant with a love for learning and new experiences. And I actually met Jacinda virtually in the She Hit Refresh Facebook group, I think in early 2020. That's when she was thinking about moving to Spain, which she finally did. And she actually did it during the early months of the pandemic. It was all a bit crazy. But she's here and she's loving the cañas, vino, and Andalusian lifestyle. And she's actually just a 30, 40-minute train ride from where I live in Malaga, Spain. And last year, I actually got to meet her in person, so that was really cool. So tune in, get inspired with Jacinda's story, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. All right, Jacinda, my gosh, I'm so excited to have you here on the She Hit Refresh podcast. Yes, I'm excited to be here. I am really excited because we met through the She Hit Refresh community, the Facebook group. I believe that was sometime before the pandemic. I don't remember exactly when. And that was really exciting. We'll talk a bit about that because I know at that time you were thinking of coming to Spain and uh, you have made your way over. So really excited to have you here to share your story. But before we get into all that, I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about yourself uh, before you're refreshed. So, you know, kind of where you're from, where you grew up, your age, because we talk about that here and what you did before moving to Spain. All right, here we go. So I'm Jacinda and I'm from Oklahoma City, originally born and raised. Before coming here, I was actually living in Phoenix, Arizona. So I spent about three years in Phoenix before moving over to Spain. I'm 36 years old. Before coming here, I was teaching fifth grade, but I also have experience teaching second grade and um, kindergarten. Fabulous. Oh, so you are an educator. That is your your background. And I guess that ties in nicely to what you're doing here in Spain. But uh, again, before we talk about that, I just want to talk a bit about touch on you teaching during the pandemic, because the last year and a half has been cray. And I know you were teaching in the US. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yes. And it was definitely cray. My experience changed very quickly. We went out for spring break and I was all set and ready to go for a trip on a cruise. And then all of a sudden everything got canceled and they told us, oh, by the way, we're going to start school online. So it just happened really quickly, really fast. We all just had to adjust and shift. 
from teaching in the classroom to shifting to becoming online teachers. And none of that came without its challenges. But I also believe at the time, even as challenges as it was, it definitely put things into perspective for me. Yes, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to to that. It was a tough year for everyone. And I think it, you know, might have prompted many of us to think about what our priorities are, how we want to live our life and what we want to do moving forward. And I know, you know, when you were teaching in the US, you had applied to a program to teach English in Spain. But I'd love to know kind of what was the thought process before that? You know, why you when did you feel like you needed to hit refresh? What was going on in your life? Life and what prompted you, yeah, to apply to teach English in, in, in Spain? So I think it was just the catapult of things. My life really wasn't going in the direction that I hoped for it to be. As much as I enjoy teaching and uh, the experience with children, it's just the, the way things were going with the public school systems and all of those things, things of that nature. And I was ready for just something different, something new. And although the teaching program is still teaching, it gave me an opportunity to try teaching in a different location. And one of my main reasons for wanting to come here to Spain was specifically because I had an interest in Europe, but also a Spanish-speaking country, and I felt like Spain was the best of both worlds. So I just went for it. I love that. I love that. And I want to talk about, yeah, you went for it in in the middle of a pandemic. So that's really exciting. We'll talk about that. But I want to touch on what you just said about part of the reason why you hit refresh is because your life wasn't moving in the direction that that you had hoped for. And what really, what was that? What did you, what hopes did you have for yourself that, that weren't happening? So during that time, I was kind of feeling a little bit of burnout and I knew, I knew I needed to shake things up just a bit. I felt like life was getting a little bit stale. I wasn't progressing. I really didn't have much of a social life interaction outside of my family. And so I think I just needed change. I I knew deep down inside I wanted something different. And that little nudge just never went away. Yes. I love that you mentioned that. That is so important. I think I, I often talk about that for people who are wondering if they should hit refresh, how do they know if they need to, um, or even if people are just wondering what they want to do in life, if they feel a little bit lost. And I, I I often say, you know, if there is this voice or this idea that keeps coming to you repeatedly and, and just doesn't go away or doesn't quiet down, like that is a sign to maybe act on, on that thing that keeps showing up for yourself. So it sounds like you knew that some kind of change was necessary. And then, you know, this opportunity, I guess, you know, to come to Spain presented itself But I know you received your placement or that you got into the program when things weren't going that great here in Spain, COVID-wise, if we talk about that. Spain was in the news a lot. And you still decided to come. So I'd love to talk about that commitment or dedication that you have, that you still decided to come despite maybe what, what you were seeing in the news or maybe, you know, how things were here in Spain. How did that make you feel at the time that you got accepted? Things were kind of going maybe not in the right direction in Spain. Did you have doubts about coming? Did you think about deferring your placement? Or did you always know, I'm going to go no matter what? Good question. So initially, I have to be honest, um, I was a little bit concerned, more so due to the fact that I was thinking they were going to actually cancel the program uh, with the way that things were going at the time. And Yes, it was it was one of those decisions that it was hard. You know, I was thinking about obviously my health and safety and that of the others. 
But also I realized as well, it was like there was really no escape in the pandemic. It was in the U.S. It was here in Spain. So at that time, I just made the choice and the decision. And I said that, you know what, I'm going for it. The only way I won't go is if they completely cancel the program or they deny me my visa. And so as I was going through the process, I got my visa and everything set up. I got my flight and I just went ahead and came out here. Love it. And what did you find when you got out here? Were things the way you expected them to be from a perspective of COVID and people taking precautions? Was it different from the U.S.? What did you see when you got here? When I got here, I actually thought they were doing pretty well, you know, despite the current situation. I think they did really good with measurements and restrictions and things of that nature. And honestly, when I first arrived, it wasn't as as restrictive as I thought it was going to be. Gradually, over time, it got a little bit more tight, but they didn't have the curfews and everything when I first arrived. So I still had a chance to kind of have a little bit of freedom and, and kind of get a feel of Spain. And so for me, I thought that the process was well. Um, I didn't have any regrets coming even during the pandemic. And also in the United States, they weren't really, there was no uniformity. So it was like one state was doing one thing, another state was doing the other. But at least in Spain, I felt a little bit more secure with the fact that it was some uniformity. Definitely. And I know you were here in the south of Spain where I had moved to a few months after you had moved down here. And I know here I felt very safe as well. People seem to be following, I guess, the guidelines and the rules and and restrictions a lot more actually than than in Madrid that I noticed. So and I think the beauty of living here in the south is that there's nice weather. So even though you were here during the winter, while we did have some curfews in place and some restrictions, we could spend a lot of our time outdoors, which was really nice. Like, I don't know about you, but I didn't feel so restricted because I had that opportunity to spend a lot of time outside of my house. Same. That's exactly the same for myself. And and plus it's so beautiful. The weather is really sunny and it's warm. And so I loved being able to be outside and enjoy the weather. And, And actually that's one of the things I continue to do while I'm here is because, yeah, I think it's wonderful to take advantage of the opportunity. And I'd much rather be outside in the open than to be trapped and cooped up in the house all day. Exactly. Exactly. Well, tell us a little bit about where you live. Like where, what city are you in? What is life like there? And how long have you been here now in Spain? Oh, nice. So I am in Fuengiola, which is about a 45 minute train ride from Malaga City. It's not a really small town, but at the same time, it's not a really, really big city. So I think it's just right. It's kind of like one of those things I call my Goldilocks, not too big, not too small, kind of just right. And I actually like it here. I'm close to the to the sea. So I often take time to walk the Paseo. The people here are pretty friendly. It's easy to get around. And also it's on the train stop. So it's easy to go to another town. It's easy to go into Malaga. So I really am happy with my, my experience here. And I've been here almost 14 months now. Wow. Gosh, time flies. And I know you have renewed. So you're in your second year of doing the auxiliar program, the teaching English in Spain and the teaching English assistant in Spain program. And you'll be doing that until next June, right? Yes. I'll do it until the end of May. So basically till next June. And so there's two years here in Andalusia. And then I've I've already done, I'll have done my two years here. And so I'll have to go to another region and then uh, we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. It's hard to plan, right? Especially with the last year and a half. So just take it day by day. But do you think you will stay in Spain? Is that what you hope? 
Yes, I definitely hope to stay in Spain for a while. I can't predict, you know, exactly how long I'll be here, but I can tell you that I'm not in a hurry to leave. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, tell us a little bit about the auxiliar program or the teaching assistant program. And just in general, what does your day to day look like? So the auxiliary program, you can teach in primary or the secondary schools or the high schools. And my position is actually in a primary. Uh, When I apply for the program specifically, because that's where most of my experience comes from, I specifically wanted primary. And so I am the only auxiliary at my school and I work with uh, the grades first through sixth. And so I have a little bit of time in each class in the entire school. So and by the end of the year, I'll be able to get a chance to know all the classes and to a certain degree, all the kids and teachers. So I do enjoy the school that I'm at this year. And when I go in, basically, I just go in and offer support in English language and also cultural stuff. For example, like the U.S. holidays, like Thanksgiving and Halloween and Christmas. We talk about those things and we do activities with the children related to those things. So, so far, just a few months or a couple of months in, I can say that I'm really happy with my placement this year. That is great to hear. I know it can be different depending on on what school you're at. So I'm glad to hear that you're having a really enjoyable time there. And for those that maybe aren't familiar with how the program works, can you let us know what your work week is like? Like how many days you work, what days you have off, maybe kind of what your hours are? Yeah. So the way the program works is depending on the region that you go to, you have between 12 and 16 hours a week as far as um, your time. So I have here in Andalusia, it's 12 hours a week. And so I work Monday through Thursday and then I have Friday off. But some people have Mondays off. So it just really depends on your school and your school's needs. Technically, I'm at school between 9 and 2 p.m. And there's nothing past that. So whenever I go to school from between nine and two and I come home and then I have the rest of that time to do whatever I need to do or do whatever I want to do. So it's really a nice, pretty nice balance here. Yes, I love it. I love it. When I first did the program, so I I have done the program twice. I did it in 2015 in Madrid, but then I did it back in 2006 in Cordoba, which is another city in the south of Spain. And also I only work 12 hours a week and it was great. That school actually gave me a work schedule of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it was so nice to have, oh oh my gosh, a five-day weekend every, is that right? No, four-day weekend every, every, every week. So it really, I think it's a great program for those who maybe need a break from, you know, the grind in the U.S. or maybe just want to have a year in Spain. Of course, it's great. You know, I always recommend people come with some savings because while you can support yourself on the salary, I mean... If you want to do anything extra, such as travel or whatever you, you enjoy, it's nice to have that extra cushion of money so you're not kind of struggling or filling all of your free time with private lessons, which I know a lot of uh, teachers do here in Spain. I agree. <laughs> in terms of teaching, though, because you are here, you're providing support in these uh, schools and, and your backgrounds in teaching, but looking forward, is teaching something you want to continue doing or are you looking to do something else? Actually, I'm looking forward to doing something else. I have a deep passion and love for education and learning. And so I think regardless of whatever I do in the future, I'm going to always be a teacher. But I would like to progress and move my skills into another area, something more creative, something a little bit more flexible. I just want to just challenge myself and try to push and do new skills. 
Love it. And any ideas of what uh, kind of new skills you want to dabble in or maybe what direction you'd like to go? So I'm currently dabbling in the virtual assistant world. So that includes doing, you know, administrative tasks or any types of things for small businesses or business owners or companies. So I'm kind of dabbling in that area, but I also like to dabble into instructional design, which is creating resources and materials for companies, educational companies, businesses, et cetera, because, you know, everybody needs training and resources. So um, those are two areas that I'm looking forward to going into um, for the longer path. That is awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure there is, well, for virtual assistants, definitely plenty of work online. And for those that maybe aren't exactly sure what a virtual assistant is, as uh, Jacinda said, it can be supporting companies with administrative tasks, but it can be everything from social media marketing to writing, virtual assistant, really, you're just assisting someone. So there are plenty of remote roles there. The great thing also about the Teaching English program is uh, it gives you time to kind of dabble in your interests. So I'm not sure if you're if you're using your free time to explore these new areas, but I think it's a great opportunity for people who maybe um, want a little bit of security, but also just want more space in their life to maybe understand or figure out what their interests are, maybe what else they'd like to do in their life. Yes, I agree. And I have taken a little bit of opportunities to dabble around in that. And I'm actually, you know, taking some courses. And so that's a a beauty, the beauty of, like you said, having only 12 hours a week, it it allows a lot of um, space and time to you know, get more skills, get more training to brush up on personal development, professional development. And so that is definitely something that I've been working on during my time here in Spain. Love it. And what about Spanish? Do you speak Spanish? Have you been learning more Spanish here? Let us know about that. Spanish. Yes, I am still learning Spanish. I can honestly say that even though it's not where I wanted want to be, I can tell that it's improving. My comprehension is getting much better. And I'm getting a little bit more comfortable actually speaking it with other people. And so, yes, it's a work in progress, but I am confident that at some point that I can work towards fluency. Definitely. And it's a lifelong working project, right? I um, always feel like I'm never where I want to be. So, you know, every day is one step closer to 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 like what that end goal is. Right. And also you live in the South of Spain, which I would say is probably one of the hardest accents to get accustomed to. So definitely like an extra challenge being down here. In Spain, I'd love to hear, because, you know, Spain is an incredible place. We all love living here, but it doesn't come without its challenges. So we'd love to know what are some of the challenges that you've faced living here? Well, I would have to say one of the biggest challenges, I think it's I found it's a little bit harder to connect with the locals and and maybe part of that has a little bit to do with some of the language barrier. So so maybe just in general, the language barrier can be an overall challenge in connecting with the locals. Other in the bureaucracy, I just have to be honest, the paperwork sometimes can be um, a nightmare. (laughs) And so other than that, I would say those are like my biggest two challenges. And um, everything else, you know, of course, nowhere is perfect, but um, this works for me. And those are the biggest things that I've faced since being here in Spain. Well, that sounds good. That sounds pretty reasonable. And what about, you know, what do you love about living here? Oh, so many things. First and foremost, I love, especially here in Andalusia and in the Malaga region, is I love the, the weather, the sunshine, being able to walk everywhere just the casual way of life. People actually get out and enjoy. They sit at restaurants, they sit at cafes, they 
sit on the beach, they walk, they hang out with family. And so I just think that um, it just gives you more of an appreciation for life when you actually see people who enjoy and take the time to appreciate life versus in the U.S. It just kind of felt like it was like a live to work culture. And here it's more like a work to live culture. Definitely. I've been seeing that theme come up this season in the podcast, just asking people, you know, why they moved uh, to different countries, particularly Spain. I was talking to another refresher who moved to France and kind of they said the same thing. It's just that quality of life, people really focusing and prioritizing living, spending time with those that they love and really not prioritizing work and having your life just revolve around around that. So I can agree to that as well. What about um, your family and friends? What did they think about your decision to leave the U.S. and move to Spain? That one was a little bit of a touchy situation in the beginning. When I started talking about it and, and I was I don't think anybody really thought I was really serious, but I continued to talk about it and I continued to take the steps and eventually they became, you know, supportive and on board. But I think it was more of a fear of me going far away and not knowing the language and, you know, just thinking about me being by myself. But um, it was it was definitely hard. But overall, and even like now we talk to each other all the time and they're very supportive and they're glad that I'm happy. I think it was just that initial shock of um, how are you really going to do this? You know, but it, I had in my mind and and I, I was going to do it regardless if they agree with me or not, because I feel like at the end of the day, you have to live your life for you. Exactly. 100%. And I'm so glad that you did it, that you took the leap. Do you think um, any of, of your friends and family back home will come visit one day? I definitely hope so. I'm trying to convince my family to come out here and visit me because I think they would really like it and, and it'll give them a new appreciation for life somewhere else or, you know, another culture, another continent, you know, things like that. So I think eventually sometime they'll roll around and come out and see me too. I hope that they do. And a question that I like to ask is, you know, traveling, living abroad, all of that is so exciting. And it definitely when it is like a dream come true, but these experiences don't come without some of the challenges, such as, you know, feeling lonely. Things can be frustrating. You mentioned the bureaucracy. I've definitely been there. And it can be tough sometimes here, you know, just kind of creating a life, starting from scratch and being on your own. Just wanted to see if you've had any tough moments since being here. And if so, you know, what did you do to, to move past these, these hard moments? Mm, very great question. Honestly, I haven't had any really, really, really tough experience yet. And I don't know if it's just because I'm still really new here or I just kind of connected with the right people from the jump. And so I think also that just made my experience here that much richer because when I first moved here, but before I moved here, actually, I met, you know, a lady in the community on Facebook and then we met in person and, and ever since then we've been hanging out and doing things together. And so I feel like I have a support system already built in prior to coming here. And then like even for Thanksgiving, you know, she's from the United States as well. And so we get together and do Thanksgiving and Christmas, things that normally a person will miss about their home and their culture. But I kind of have that little built in system here. And so I don't really feel lonely per se. I think, like I said, for for me, like with the locals, because I like making friends of, from everywhere, but I think it's much harder to connect with the locals. And I think that's probably one of the things I wish that was a little bit different is more of a, um, you know, to connect with locals because it gives you more of a richer experience. 
Definitely. Well, you're going to have to find a Spanish partner. Finding a Spanish partner is the best way into the circles. So, (laughs) Um, so, and also the best way to learn the language, but we are getting to the end here of the podcast. But before we go, I wanted to ask, I'd love to just know, you know, how hitting refresh has changed you and what you've learned about yourself along the way. So I think the biggest thing that I learned about myself along the way is that I'm I'm much stronger than I think. I can handle being all the way alone. So it it teaches you to grow. But also, I think that I've learned more patience, more I have a better appreciation for life and experiences. And so I really take the time to hone in on those and try to incorporate those things in my daily life, you know, taking time to rest. You know, it's okay to rest when you need to rest, saying no to people when you need to say no. And so I think just overall, it's made me more stronger, but also more confident because when you come to a new country, you have to set up a life. And and if you have a language barrier, some of those things can be challenging. And to know that I was able to do that. So it just gives me more of a confidence that if I can move here, I can move anywhere. And so that's kind of what I got out of this is just like take each day and enjoy it and, and, you know, make sure you are fulfilling your needs and your desires and doing the things that you really are passionate about and just really, really relishing on those opportunities and the moments that you can make living in a new place. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, Jacinda, thank you again for joining us here. It has been a pleasure watching your journey from, you know, getting your placement into the program to coming over and now renewing and being here for even longer. So I really appreciate you being a part of the community and sharing your story with us. So thank you again. You're welcome. And thank you for having me on the show. Okay. What'd you think? Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you took the time to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to get new listeners and just get the word out there about She Hit Refresh. And of course, if you know anyone who's looking to hit refresh on their lives, please tell them about She Hit Refresh. And if you yourself are looking to move to Europe, don't forget to pick up my book, I'm Out of Here, an American's ultimate visa guide to living in Europe, where you can find all the information you need on the 17 easiest countries to move to in Europe with over 50 visa options included in this guide. You can find the book on our site at shehitrefresh.com. You'll see it there on the homepage. And last, if you're a woman over 30 and looking to hit refresh, please join us in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash she hit refresh. Thank you.